0: Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Firstly, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening by Shawnee's dog, April. April, welcome along. <laughs> so, we're, we're delighted to be doing an outside broadcast. Myself, Shawnee, and Giggles in the flesh. Uh, The rules in Melbourne Are allow That you can have An outdoor gathering Of up to 10 people From as many households As you want So there's just a three of us Plus the dog April Shawnee assured me She wouldn't make any noise And
1: the first Mm. noise she
0: made Is when I pressed the record button But Mm -hmm. look Great to have her on as well She's a lovely little
1: Lovely little cavoodle (laughs)
0: Um, Shawnee, welcome along
1: Cheers Ian, good to be here on the old uh, Garyon training ground here in East Caulfield
0: East Caulfield Reserve, yeah,
1: yeah Looking forward to getting back on the grass Hopefully in the next week or so now As restrictions start to ease Giggles, welcome along Good to be here Ian
0: So we've got a great show coming up for you uh, Tonight, obviously we have A look back at what's happened in Munster and Leinster And also looking forward to probably One of the best weekends of Hurling You could see in fixtures on paper Anyway, we've never had I think four games in one weekend like this three in one day um, and then we obviously got uh, a big game on the Sunday as well so very very exciting we did get a bit of feedback in um on the show last week, we had, obviously, we had Dan on, which, you know, it was great, I'm really happy for Giggles, first of all, to have a Watford person on, but second of all, to have some p- listeners on from Watford, because <laughs> no one actually tunes into the podcast from Watford, but obviously, the Lismore GA shared it, so they tuned in to listen to Dan, not Giggles, um, <laughs> but it was great It was great that we had a few listeners.
1: Instagram was going off as well, with a few new followers followers from the, the sunny southeast as well.
0: Yeah, oh look, we're very big in the sunny southeast. I think we're up to nearly 860 odd followers now, Sean, is that right?
1: I haven't checked so a fifty six no. a fifty six yeah giggles is the on Instagram every day so yeah
0: I don't know. yeah a few new people he's followed again <laughs> since follow follow for a follow um you might hear a bit of a hum in the background we are outside so there's trains passing there's cars passing there's dogs barking but like we said it's great for us the three of us to be together we're not on Zoom tonight so we'll have no delay on giggles aside just his normal delay um so for a bit of feedback we got a message in there what do we have here. Uh, Dan in a few best ones so far, lads. You can hear in his voice how passionate he is about Lismore and playing for them. Like he said, your club is everything, it's where you start and where you finish up. Yeah, that was a, a great point. And obviously, he has that Lismore tattoo. So, you know, he's yeah,
2: Dan, Dan is kind of like the David Beckham of hurling. Like, he's got the sleeve, he's got the tats, he's got the charisma, he gets the goals. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. the hurling to back it up, yeah, he's too. Got it all, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, so I know it was great to get Dan. And look, we might get him on again later in the year. Who knows, Giggles, as Waterford hopefully progressing this, I'm sure, if they're on a bit of a run, he'd be get back on Um it was, it was great to have him on but yeah look let's get into it first he got some feedback from Giggles and Shawnee that they want new jingles it has been just slack on my part that I haven't made a couple of new ones so the boys are going to come up with some suggestions but you're going to have to stick with a couple of trusted oldies but goodies so first up let's have a look back at what we've done and monster at the weekend don't In,
1: get rid of um, the O'Connor's no, no. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> do them now keep them
2: Which is always you know a great show you know, to say that you walked the steps of Crowe Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and... But, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Moore. Going back to your locals and the people that you brought up with and you reared with, and it just, there's nothing like going back there, like... One the fancy oh, open-top and I think we had Dublin's, Richard Dublin's
1: lorry, and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires.
0: Alright, the first game um, up at the Munster Championship weekend was obviously Limerick and Clare and you know, it's a, it's a tough discipline being in Australia, not playing the, the poor mean card now but you you know, you know try and stay away from the result of the match all day on the Monday, I said right, I'm going to watch on Monday night no Twitter, no social channels, no reading the news and Giggles rang me just as I was about to watch saying he couldn't get it on we've got a kind of a dodgy box situation here, he couldn't get it up on it so I said yeah, no worries, ring him back I said I don't know the score he's like okay, no, no worries, no worries so I was fine. Spoke to him for around half an hour, and then at the very end of the call, we we're talking about the podcast, what we'll cover off, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah," and we'll preview um, Chip and Limerick then as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God <laughs> fuck sake!" I was raging.
2: To be honest, you should have known better than to be talking to me before. Anyway, and oh, I know you should have just went and watched it. But anyway, oh, it I was know. a, it was it was, it was a funny match, like wasn't it? The call of Spades, spade? it didn't feel like a championship game. It felt like you were watching a challenge match. Um, Claire went into the game. Let's, let's be honest, very very understrength the only kind of standout player you would have been talking about would have been Dave McInery, Tony Kelly, Shane O'Donnell, and around them you've kind of got relative newcomers or you don't know what you kind of had. And I, I was expecting Limerick to blow them away, to be honest, and when it got to half time and it was 15 points all, or even when it got to, I think it was the 46th minute when um, that corner forward the is, escapes me got the goal, it was 117 to 21 points, and you thought, geez, they're hanging in this year. But then Limerick just kicked off and... They are such... Do you know, like if Barcelona play total soccer, Limerick play total hurling, like they defend and they attack as one and they're just... They're an awesome unit.
0: Yeah, look, the first half was 100% like a train of match, like, you know, early game. In ma- I wouldn't even call it a league game. It had no feel of anything to it. One thing I did notice as a kind of person watching on was I'd watched Dublin Leash on a Saturday night, which we'll touch on in the next segment, but Sky did the fake crowd nice, mm. right? And... It wasn't brilliant, but you know, they did it. It was a little bit of a delay with yeah. a cheer for a point or a goal. And then I watched Limerick and Clare after hearing the crowd. it was actually not great. Yeah. I said, the stadium was hollow. That aside, game was already in the first half. Limerick in the first five minutes, second half. Like five points, I think, in three minutes they got. And I was kind of like, oh, it's actually all over here now. They absolutely blitzed them. And it was ruthless stuff. They just came out and upped it from second gear to fourth gear. And Clare couldn't live with them at all. The clear looked very, very ordinary, Very, very light. Yeah,
1: yeah, did it did look and it was like Limerick. Uh, uh, like we talked about last week, like the the depth they have, you know, the amount of players that they had coming in, you know, in the second half. You had Pat Murphy coming in there as well. You know, they just they look they looked far superior. Even in the first half, they didn't look like they were in you know in second gear at all. You had you know Tom Morrissey was was quite enough in the first half. Garrod here, was his usual, you know, uh, consistent self working up and down the lines as well. Hannon was was okay, you know, he's a bit quiet. But, like, once they got into the groove of it and actually, you know, I'd I'd say subconsciously they were, you know, without the crowd for the first half, maybe that was a factor as well that, you know, it didn't feel like a championship game. But I'm sure at halftime, Kylie brought them together and, you know, kind of woke them up a bit to say, like, this is Munster ha- Championship hurling, like you know, we need to power on from here. We need to show what we're made of, and like in the second half, like they're just, as Gill said, they're just a well-oiled machine at the moment, and the depth they have is just phenomenal. They didn't miss a beat either, without without Mike Casey in the full back line. I thought, I thought Morrissey did very very well. I, I I thought he'd struggle, but he did. He was he was comfortable all day. Really, there was no real threat, on the on the on the goal for for Limerick. So, yeah, look, I think. Uh, clear flatter to deceive a lot. Um I guess we we know it's obvious. Like what happened with to Tony Kelly, he just ran a muck and like But you know what I've thought about Tony Kelly, right? He ran amok and not t- it's an awful takeaway. what did he get from play?
0: Probably eight points, was it? yeah eight inner points, right? Seventeen altogether. Seventeen altogether, eight points from play. I thought he was actually very ordinary in terms of he pricked up every single break and flashed over the bar, but I didn't think- see him influencing anything else. And not taken away from letter scores eight points from play. I know that sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> Like, he, he wasn't winning any dirty ball. He wasn't setting up any. He
2: wasn't chasing. He broke every ball and flicked over the bar. Great. But he, like. But, but does, th- th- does. Do th- we ever th- see Tony Kelly doing that anyway? Yeah. I think I think the way the game has gone now, right, is one, players don't miss, right? Which to an extent makes the game very, very boring sometimes, right? And I think this is what happened in this game. Like. Dermot Burns, Gerald Haggard, at th- different points, but, but, but they were on the halfway line, half half on the run and driving the ball. Oh, like there was very few wides in the entire game. And is, if you go back to matches 15 years ago, like let's go back to the O four Munster final. Like Paul Flynn, I remember was in front of the goals 45 yards out, and he drove the ball wide. Yeah. That just doesn't happen anymore, even for the cornerbacks if they get up that far. It's the skill level and the wrist work and the preparation inter county teams have put in now is just humongous and. Basically, and Limerick were p- pointing case. Instead of trying to create a goal chance in three or four or five different plays, just tap it over the bar every single time. And that's what Limerick did. He just tapped it over the bar, tapped it over the bar. That's what Tony Kelly did. Clare just didn't have enough players at the standard of Limerick or Tony Kelly to influence the scoreboard and I think you were looking at Arthur, I'm going to steal your point now straight away about, about the highest points tallies but it, it, it genuinely is no, coming it is, into yeah. it way more because it's very hard the way teams are setting up defensively to get the goal chances so let's <laughs> flashed the ball over from 65 yards consistently, teams are training to do it we talked about the Cheminiers actually a club team training to do it in their club championship mm. shooting from 80 yards in, in training and it, it, it has taken away from the excitement of the game now but Maybe I, the crowd is yeah. the crowd piece is influencing that as well.
0: But I, I, I'd put that down, though, to lack of pressure from Clare. Though, like like thirty six points is an outrageous score. I can guarantee you They're not going to get thirty six points against Tip. Yes, and looking true, at yeah. you know the play Kilkenny and yeah. to be final last year. Now Kilkenny got the hop on him on the day, probably caught him caught them off a bit. They scored seventeen points against yeah. Kilkenny, like in Crow Park in the middle of summer. Thirty six points in the second last week of October, is just disgraceful, a <laughs> disgraceful reflection on Claire. No pressure. Like, you, you no half-back should be scoring, no. standing up. Like, they were hitting the ball standing. Yes. the Stephen did a few times,
1: that uh, he just That's stood up joke. and just That's a joke. And Hegarty as well. Like, yeah.
0: He, he as a man with, like, it looks so ordinary to hit the ball. Like, he has such an awkward swing, but he was hitting the ball on his own. Yeah. There was no one around him. So, I, I think, like, li- like, Limerick look awesome, and they are definitely still in my top three, and, could go all the way it, but there's it, just no way they'll have that time on Sunday against
1: Tip but no. is there is there, a, is there a crisis in Clare like because they've flattered to deceive now in the last couple of years like I mean I don't you think have even flattered lo- to deceive it. they, it to fa- they lo- famous speech of you know no 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 longer the whipping boys of Munster but they've all, they've been the whipping boys of Munster for the last couple of years like so there's a massive problem there and I thought through their league campaign that they had sorted things out with Lohan but as you say, the intensity and pressure just was not there. To be fair, though, taking out like Peter Duggan, uh, John Conlon, Hodge Collins, Collins, Colin Galvin, like Ian Galvin. They, they are workers as well. As wasn't, well as. Wasn't well Podge as, Collins as well, what's Collins dropped? Is? he dropped
2: three, walked away. He's on the football panel now, anyway. Yeah, He's okay, up okay, in Hurling.
1: There you go. But sure, they didn't have you Peter Duggan all year in the league, and no. But I'm just saying, like in terms of like, I, I, if you're Peter Duggan there and he's
0: and he's wing far, I don't oh, see, I, the li- I don't know. see the Limerick halfbacks yeah. backs walking out like that. and no, just no, slotting no. over No, I'm know? just, I'm
1: just asking the question. Really, like, I mean, they've they've always had really good teams. I mean, Shane O'Donnell didn't do a thing yeah. on Sunday.
2: Claire Claire clear, are nine and ten in the, in the Liam McCarthy rankings. No, there's no doubt yeah. about it, the, the teams that they have out at the moment. Now I know Claire are missing teams, but like. Waterford had a terrible year last year and still nearly pipped Clare below in Welsh Park, You know, mm-hmm. having a bad year. I and mean, when we saw how, what a bad year Waterford had when they w- went on, L- Clare nearly got to the All Ireland final. And if they got in there against Limerick in 2018, who knows what would have happened? They were on a roll. But going back to your point around pressure, team, you remember Peter Duggan's point where he threw Galway lads yeah. hanging off, him and that was something special, right? It yeah, was, was something outrageous. special. And then compare that with the flick over the head that Garold Hegarty did and the sideways pass, which was skillful, don't get me wrong. But as you said, not a glove laid on them, and Joke. yeah, it, it actually when you made the point, I, I, it was very clear. My clear just were not at the races. They didn't expect to win that game. I think they'll be first exiting very quickly out of the the championship. And if they do draw leash, I think that could be a good game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So look, yeah, it doesn't look good for them. We touch on leash coming up, but obviously, let's quickly look at then if we're talking about Limerick, Limerick and Tip. Like of of the games at the weekend, like they're all awesome games in their own right I think they're very interesting. But that is probably you know it's the pick of the bunch. It's on the Sunday. It's, I think it's going to be an absolute thing, Douglas yeah. Parky Queeve as well. Sean, he must yeah. be happy
1: with that. Very happy, of course. Best, one of the best um, grounds in Ireland at the moment. Oh yeah, the League of the Monster Champions against the all Ireland champions. I, I was reading there; it's actually got the same type of grass as Craw Park at the moment, so it's probably the second best ground in Ireland at the moment. Do not
0: think it actually? park is officially the best ground. I think <laughs> outside of Crow Park, but um,
1: yeah, look, it's going to be it's
0: going to be a fascinating game given what we've seen Nimerick to kind of lay down that marker. Tip, I don't know, like. Tipper, are All-Ireland champions. An amazing year last year. Like we said kind of last week, no one's kind of talking about giggles, which, you know, will kind of suit them. But at the same time, Nick English famously said after 2001, Tip had just won. The worst, the hardest team to train in the country is Tip after winning All-Ireland. Yeah. So, the uh, sheedy's obviously still there. He is a man to keep them grounded. But... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see.
2: Well, well, if you think back to Tipperary's last year, right, and they're all Ireland champions, but funnily enough, they played very well against Wexford for 25 minutes, and they played unbelievably against 14-man Kilkenny for a half. Outside that, you, they got the good draw. They got Leash in the quarter final. They were knocked. They were hammered by Limerick in the Munster final. It was an up and down kind of um, what do you call that round robin series for them. So, so it's interesting to see where they're at now. They have got huge amount of players. They've they've probably got even more players than Limerick skill-wise, but can they gel together and can they come back with the right f- mind frame? I think the shortened season will suit them, because every team has been off doing their thing, every team has been playing club championship, everyone's had a fairly even playing ground, you'd argue probably David Fitz is way ahead of everyone else, but I think this is going to be a super match, I I think it's I think you're right, Liam. it's it's the hardest one to call because you, you don't know how good Limerick are, and you don't know where tip are coming from, so it's in all the games, like, it's very hard to actually sit down and say, this is going to be the 15 for Tip, and this is going to be the 15 for Wexford, or this is going to be the 15 for Cock. Because we haven't seen anything yeah. since March or when, whenever the I lockdowns.
1: Yeah, I, I I actually think it'll be a repeat of last year's Munster final. I think Tip, like as you said last year, they they started slow last year. They're coming off an All-Ireland final win this year. I think Limerick are going to mm. have something to spare again in this game. I think they're just after having last weekend under the belt... You know, having the familiarity of no crowd, you know, that that requirement to generate intensity within their own group. Like I think Limerick will have that behind them. Tip, won't have the tip, 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 and understands like so. I I reckon um, I reckon Limerick will have too much for them. I just I think Tip will find their way throughout the season, and they'll be there at the at the at the very end. Yeah. But. I think Limerick will blow
2: more b- away. But both teams know or think anyway that if they win this game, they'll win the Munster final, right? They think they yeah, think that they yeah, think that, fair, that wa- so yeah. the Waterford cock. So the, one of Sheedy's strengths, and I think it's been said in the media, is his ability to get teams up for a, a match and organise it. And he's organi- He was expecting Limerick. let He's right, one. Yeah, he he's got call. one game to look for. Yeah, he, th- they were embarrassed last year in the Munster final. They didn't get a chance to redeem themselves. This is their first chance to redeem themselves against Limerick, who have an amazing record. Go back to two thousand and seven the trilogy go back to all the games where Limerick actually beat fancy Tipperary teams Tip don't like playing Limerick so uh, yeah And I, I think I said last week that I think Tip could be waiting in the long grass and beat Limerick here uh, and I think I might stick with that I just think in a, in a one-off game I think Limerick will come back and win that Ireland I, I think, think it was
1: earlier in the year yeah but I think I'm the opposite and I think because everything has gone on you know of the amount of water has gone under the bridge now in terms of the club championship has gone on it's been 12 months since they won the all Ireland. now nearly mm-hmm. you know it's I think that plays into it too for for me anyway and I, I think I'll be I'll be the absolute giggles I reckon Limerick Hammer Limerick Hammer yeah I
0: don't think Limerick Hammer but I I am going to go for Limerick like I think just given I think the, having the game under the belt is a massive thing I actually think that is a huge thing even though Clare weren't huge especially opposition this season. Yeah, especially this season I think it's huge like you know Marty Morrissey wrecked me head in the comment at the <laughs> weekend where he was saying now that's this many points he scored in the league I was yeah. like Marty that was in March yeah. like how are you referencing a competition that was seven months ago is abs- like in, in no way relevant here Giggle's taking notes here in the dark trying to <laughs> see, what, see what he's writing down there's bats flying overhead here um, but like yeah uh, I I think Liverpool Will will, will will win on Sunday by three or four points. I don't think they're going to they're going to whack him. Oh, I, d- I
1: need. I'm I'm saying like seven or eight points. You know? well, that's a big cause, Johnny, yeah. as well. Seven or eight yeah. points.
0: I don't know. It, it, I look, it's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Obviously, Kenny are playing. I Can't wait to see how that goes. But I am looking forward to seeing this one the most. It's on a four o'clock on Sunday Irish time, which is three in the morning our, our time, and it's on RTE Sport. So want to keep an eye out for. But the one I suppose for the two boys here and giggles. We have Cork and Waterford on the Saturday. Giggles is proposing a, a ridiculous situation where he's thinking of going to bed at seven o'clock in the evening and getting up at two in the morning, <laughs> watching Cork and Waterford, watching Kilkenny uh, the last fifteen minutes, and then going for a cycle at half seven in the morning. <laughs> I, if that is the case, Giggles will be going back to bed at one o'clock in the, in the, on the day and will not be seen until the following day. So, I recommend Giggles don't do that. But uh, Cork and Waterford, an interesting one because, like you talk about Claire, you know, being say nine maybe 9th or 10th in, in, in the Lee McCarthy, Cork and Warford are probably down towards the other end of it too. 6-7, i put Dublin at yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, fair yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, so, still in its own right though, going to be a very interesting game. Dan last week says, no, Warford, never fear Cork, but uh, I don't know, I think Cork, defensively, yes, worried about, but I do think Pat Horgan again, no matter what, is going to be worth one five one six, maybe
1: even two five two six. Yeah, I think I look, it, it's it's very well or not unno- much unknown as all well of them again. Like it's a lot, lot of water under the bridge again. With you know the league was so far away, and you don't know what teams are going to come out. I mean, I'd say Waterford as much as Cork, you don't know what team they're going to put out. But for me, any of the Cork team, like, like they have for me any, they have to pick a different backline as to what they've been going with for the last few years. They have to bring in someone new. They have to bring in someone like. You know, Cashman, Sean O'Leary, Hayes from from Middleton. Um, someone of that ilk, yeah. I think sticking with obviously Cadogan is out, but sticking with Damon Cahillan, I just don't feel like um, he's going to have the hurling ability, you know, to go through another championship season. I just, I just, I just, he's had enough chances now at the moment. I think, um, and like himself and Cadogan are two very good athletes and they're stoppers, like, but they just don't have that. You know uh, that guile in, in hurling. Um, I think Steve McDonald is still a fellow worth using there. I mean, a couple of years ago when they played in the All Ireland, was a quarter final. It's against, the end of panel, Shani. Yeah,
0: he's he's, oh, I don't know, Shani. I've well, like you worried about him. I tell you this: playing t-
1: club cornerback and playing County cornerback. No, no. Him. Well, I'm trying to make a comparison here. Like a couple of years ago when that famous Aston Gleeson goal. Yeah. He followed Aston Gleeson around Crow Park, held him, held him scoreless until he got that goal. And they were down to 15, 14 minutes at that stage anyway. So, he's, he's a fella there. He's a good defender. I mean, Milan is is there's talks he's back that he's not injured. Um, who are they going to pick at six? Rob Downey had a good season in the club. I think he potentially could be. Tim O'Mahony, I think, needs another go in the half-back line. I don't think they gave him enough of a chance. Uh, and up front, look, we'll, I think they still need to bring some bl- new blood in there. Some bit of physicality, like... The likes of the, you know, maybe Declan Dalton. I still, I still think he's hurling is is not quick enough for inter county hurling, um. But he could be. He's definitely worth coming off the bench. Pat Horgan, as you said, is worth probably two, three, two, four. Um, I think, I, I'm very, I'm very um nervous about it because it, it Dan is right. Like it's a once off. Waterford always fancy themselves against Cork, and they can, they can no problem pulling off a victory on Sunday. But I think Cork have. They have that firepower, and I think that's what will get them more. Their best, I think, is better than Waterford's best, um, and their their firepower will get them over the line. I don't think their, their backs are going to... Their backs really need to come together as a unit on Sunday. Kiggins, yeah. obviously Waterford,
0: you must be excited as far you know, kind of flat, you didn't get a good look yet at them in the league. Um, Park Manny has done touch on massive loss. How do you, Are you feeling confident going in?
2: I, I don't know. What I'd say to Shawnee's points is... The for backline will be very strong, right? They'll have a half-back line if t- uh, Shane Five, tied to Borke and Kevin Moore. And that's a strong half-back line. Connor Prunty at full-back is a beast of a man, and he's he's done very well in the last few years. Calem Lyons is arguably one of the best young backs uh, go- going, in, and he'll be in the corner, and I imagine Gleeson will be in the other corner. And then up front, what I can see is a full forward line of Stephen Bennett in the corner, Austin Gleeson at f- 14, and Daisy Hutchinson in the other corner. Do right see, Gossie's going to be... F- for the but talks at, at the moment in Watford and he'll, he'll kind of come out and leave the two boys inside when he'll do his hurling like similar to Tony Kelly kind of did at the weekend so that'll be interesting you've got Jamie Barron then you've got Jack Pendergast, you've got Fagan in the mix and then I don't know enough about the other kind of newer guys in there to be honest so again there is a bit of coming in with un- un- unsurety and I think the Watford backs will be in a good position to handle the Cork forwards and then it'll be a case of does this new Waterford forward line that that Liam Cahill is forming, is it working cohesively enough yet to dismantle a Cork back line that's probably one of the most obvious back lines there to be taken to the cleaners? Um, if they can't, then they have a good bit of work to do. If they can, then they have a great chance of winning it and getting on a bit of a roll. Because as Dan said, if, if you win, you're into the all and qualifying minimum, You're, ba- you're yeah. your top six. So you, you've got a great chance here, and you're if, in they put,
1: if they put if they put Gleason full forward like Jesus, I don't know who they're gonna put in full back, you know, to mark him because he could absolutely wreck inside there full uh, forward. Uh, like uh, if he's getting the right delivery, I go
2: back to two thousand and
1: like if Damien Cat lands on him, sure he'd take him to the cleaners. Yeah. I reckon. Go, go back, he oh, okay, cleaned. Yeah. Go
2: back to two thousand and one. Ken McGrath actually started for War from two thousand and one at full forward, and there was a. a, a it was actually 2000, excuse me, and there was a, a young guy called Philip Marr who went on to be an amazing fullback for mm-hmm. Tipperary, making his debut. Ken had three points scored off him in the first seven minutes and was about to go to town and broke his ankle in the eighth minute and played on until half time was taken off. He, he couldn't go off. And Austin Gleeson is similar to Ken. He's very similar in centre-back and forwards. He can play anywhere. He played a lot of his time for WIT in the Fitzgibbon at full forward very successfully, scoring 1-3, one, 2-3 one, kind of. And, and I think it could be a good move and if he can get the ball in, and obviously Liam Cahill is a, a very good manager, he's won two hundred twenty one to tip. They'll be working on a game plan. He's had his players for a long time, the Waterford Championship is over for a while. So I don't think Waterford will be lacking a plan. It's just whether they have the firepower now with Park Mahoney down. Like you have the likes of Morris and Connors, who are just big names. Whether they're, they're there or not, they're, they're gone. So you look at the team sheet and you're kind of thinking, "Geez, where are all the big names gone?" Do you know. But you still have Jamie Barron, Aston Lee. But they have to perform. They have to, that's that's the key. And too many times, maybe Jamie Barron might play well and Aston Lee hasn't played well in the last two to three
1: years. So, Keegles, what's your prediction?
2: I, I I think I'll go with a four-point Waterford win. Okay, Johnny.
1: He's very confident. Um, <coughs> I think it'll be another ho- very high-scoring game, um, but I reckon Cork. I'd say two points.
0: Cork for two points. I'm going to go for a Cork win. I just think Waterford. I think have t- too many new guys we haven't seen enough of. It's going to you know a big day against Cork in the Munster semi-final, um, and then I'm worried about. I think Pat Horgan is the guy I'm just worried about. I saw him against Kilkenny last year. Kenny were hanging out of him And he wanted to he score that yeah. day like, and, he, and he probably could have got Another goal or two I just think If he gets the right Ball in at all Even though Full back No matter who it is That's what I was, was going score, to say score.
1: there When Giggles you out The, the for back backline I mean like The Cork fars have done that To, to very good backlines like, So they had the potential to do it Depends on how fits Chairman Harnedy as well And like he's a big He's had injury problems yeah, this year, like he so has. Yeah. If, uh, depends on how fi- and like Darragh has given his old as well. So the delivery yeah, is not going to be great. He's the biggest idle. loss for him. Robbie yeah.
2: O'Flynn yeah. is a loss, and who's your Hadigan's not a, a loss. Not he's not, a re- loss. Re- not really not.
1: He's useless. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but and uh, the, the other thing, actually, Giggis, I spoke Cadigan, of, we, s- we uh, spoke about Cadigan, this. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about this the weekend. What do you think in terms of? you know, the way the Warford really play on on the back of the Warford support, you know, especially in Torles, you know, the days where they've been really in their pomp, you know, they really lift from this crowd, like, I'm, I'm fear, and that, that that's true in the Cork side too, because Cork are have good, you know, travelling up to Torles, Dino, um, Dino coming yeah, off the terrace. Yeah, so it'll <laughs> be interesting to see how, what way the game goes, you know, in terms of, you know what way it flows? Does like do they get on a roll and score? You know, one ten or seven or eight points in a row, or will it be tit for tat? You know, two or three points here, two or three points there. Well, you know, th- that's another uh, thing.
2: N- none of us have played in a senior inter-county championship match, so we don't know what that intensity is like. But you hear the stories, and you can either thrive on it or you can buckle under it. And to be fair to the Cork and Walford teams, they they seem to thrive on it a bit. These two teams, Waterford in particular, have have young players. Cork have a lot of new young players as well, so. The lack of a crowd takes the pressure away from these players. And mm-hmm. they'll just be able to go out and play. They'll know a, it's on television, but they won't really care about it. It's No one's seeing the camera in the corner, yeah. but you do really hear 50,000 people in Turtles when they're roaring on. So I think it'll just take the pressure off the players. Um, I hope we see a lot more... Inten- I, I've no doubt in Limerick-Tipperary it'll be a, fucking, a really intense game. I hope we get the same intensity in this cork for game and it's not similar to... What we've seen in, with the Cork again, there's a good bit of physicality to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Looking forward to it. Anyway. My, my prediction is I say I'm, I'm going to go Cork. The Cork yeah. Man, sure. Cork Man, yeah, that's the same one apart <laughs> from Cork. Cheer <laughs> them all. 50% Cork. F- right? Yeah, exactly. Or actually 100% Cork. <laughs> <laughs> 3.30 Troy in, in Thurles and it's on Sky Sports so that means you will have the fake crowd noise if you want. Now you can turn it off I think in Ireland but we'll just get it. I, honestly on the it's, dodgy box. On the dodgy we dodgy box. Turn it off we the dodgy can't box. turn off but it's actually better with it on honestly. It's better with it
1: on. Contact Liam Lennon. Contact me for, for all dodgy, dodgy box teams. inquiries. <laughs> um,
0: I, I'll get you hooked up. Um, but yeah, looking forward to an excellent weekend ahead of Munster but coming up next we do have the the better of the provinces and that is Leinster. <laughs>
2: In a fight, I a a strange lady.
0: Charlie what you said. I haven't touched it. Touched them all week Sean <laughs> bought a box Of 50 um curly wordies 48. On, 48 curly wordies Online bulk buy Do you only work out A 48 cent A curly word I was like oh, That's great Sean Good on you I recommend not Buying fo- a box Of 48 curly wordies Though um, <laughs> Haven't touched them All week Yeah So Look Double leash At the weekend I, I did watch it Look again Similar kind of To the Limerick And uh, Clare game Very very poor Very very ordinary Lacked any type Of intensity and Dublin were like ne- it was never kind of in doubt. Leash did rally a little bit in kind of in the last quarter. I don't think it's much spending much time on it in, in particular. But kind of disappointing for Leash after I suppose that great result that they had last year. Um, it was always going to be hard to kind of step it up a- again for them, and they probably would have benefited from a full national league campaign. Um, c- you know, ha- not having that, and obviously the, the league club championship was interrupted at times as well, given COVID too. But yeah, they just never really fired. Um, but Dublin didn't look particularly impressive either. They were kind of two ordinary teams, I would say. Yeah, I
2: think I think one of the interesting things that I kind of heard on the grapevine is that, and I think Sean, you were saying not all was happy in the Leash camp, interestingly enough, going into it. like There was a few players pulled out and you think after the year Eddie Brennan had with them last year that, that it would have been a good, but there was talk then that a few players didn't get on with them and they kind of didn't make their services available this year, which is a classic problem that Leash have incurred over the, over the last 20 years and unfortunate. Um. I agree, I think Leash were, were going up in hope as opposed to, they had a serious plan last year when they ambushed them in, in, I think it was on a poor
1: Leash. Dublin, yeah, Dublin, we ha- Dublin. We have a Leash connection in the in the camp um, through the podcast, so um, I got a bit of that information on Saturday night and I was, I was going ahead to the bookies and, and, and throwing a few quid on uh, Dublin on the back of that and I didn't in the end, but it proved to be true. I think Mark Cavanaugh was one of their biggest outs uh, at the weekend and, and a few of the players who were actually playing, uh, have a bit of unrest with, with the great Eddie Brennan. So that was inter- that's interesting to hear, too. So we'll see how they get on for yeah, the rest it it of the
0: year. Like Eagle said, it is very interesting to hear after the year they had. Mm. Like, you know, especially if you had some of
2: your key men, it's not as if it's, you know, lads who have grievances who haven't been playing. But y- I wonder to go off on a tangent now, right? So Eddie, Eddie Brennan kind of self admitted that he kind of models himself off Brian Cody, right? That yeah. it's ruthless, you keep your distance from the players. Now, he enjoyed a bit of time with them after the win of the, the Joe McDonough last year. But he does, and it's his way or the highway, and he's he's played Leash in different positions and it was very successful last year. And then maybe, you look at the two sides. One, Leash don't have enough players, like, to just, OK, you're dropped Charlie Carter or you're yeah. dropped so-and-so, right? Like you have over the years. And this seems to kind of have, have impacted some of these leash players and they maybe have too much of an ego. God knows what's the reason, right? But I'm saying, Kenny's rule was no egos in the dressing room and that's why they've been so successful. That Leash players aren't fully... like they, It was really successful last year, is what I'm saying, but maybe they can't do it continuously and they're, they're getting more opinionated as they've won a little bit last year. I'm, I'm just wondering with that. But look, we're all, it's all hearsay. I think the one focus that we had to look at at the weekend was, are Dublin any good and will they challenge Kilkenny? And I think reading into the, just the one game that we see, I would say they, they won't come within 10 points of Kilkenny on that performance. Now, on the flip side, over the last two years... Last year they were up at half time, or up, uh, they were, and they were well on top until Greg Kennedy caught the bloody slitter and got the Kilkenny crowd and and team on, on their back. And the year before, Dublin should have beaten Kilkenny only for Liam Blanche for goal in the last minute, uh, got them out of jail. And so I think, Ma- like Matty Kenney's in the shoe manager, won two All Irelands with Cooler, he's going to have a serious game plan. They do look small and light, and they don't appear to have an answer for the Colin TJ uh, angle. But I would, I, I, I would envisage that it actually be a tight game this weekend, just knowing that Dublin have something to prove.
0: Yeah, I, actually think again. The other point is the benefit of a game, you know. True, even though yeah. it was leash, I think, you know, Kenny haven't played in a long time. They have had some challenge matches, I know. Um, but I think Kenny will win, but I don't think Kenny are going to come out and whack him. You know, I, I really don't. I think it's going to be, it could be close. Now, interesting, it is in, is in Crow Park, which kilkenny Dublin games, unless it had been a Leinster final, hadn't been in Crow Park in a long time, it would have been Parnell Park or Norland Park. So that will be an interesting factor of it too. I think that Kilkenny haven't played a whole lot in Crow Park in the last number of years. They've obviously had Ireland final and Leinster final last year. But prior to that, we haven't been up there too often because we've lost to Wexford and we've gone around the mm. intro qualifiers, etc. Um, I think Crow Park, TJ, Colin, is what I'm most excited about. You know, even though for some of the elder statesmen just seeing the access in in playing the Kilkenny Club Championship I think it's going to transition in really well plus then bring in the likes of Walter a couple more I think Kilkenny are going to have too much from Killian Buckley has, is clear to play for the weekend he did have a broken thumb but he's fit to play but he hasn't done a whole lot of hurling obviously with a broken thumb so it'll be interesting to see
2: he's if awful unfortunately. Killian yeah, I know Killian. he's been very
0: unlucky because he was actually fl- moving very well best in a long time um, during the Kilkenny Senior Club Championship so look I, I'm c- very excited to see the Kilkenny team um, when it gets announced on, on, on Friday night I'm probably actually it might even be Thursday night given that s- a Saturday game um, but uh, yeah I think Kilkenny will have enough for them 3 or 4 points
1: yeah I think I, think I don't think they get blown out of the way either I think um, Dublin you know they know Kilkenny enough at this stage you now. Um, I think they'll come out and put out a good fight. I mean, just looking at the names there, like you're Chris Crummy, Owen O'Donnell, Sean Moran, Conal Keeney. All these guys are really... Paul Ryan, Mark Schutte, Dennis... They've all played Kilkenny. But they're not starting.
0: is not starting.
1: I know, but there's like there's players in the camp, you know, that yeah. don't... You know, they understand Kilkenny they understand how it is to play against Kilkenny. I think they'll put up that fight for 40 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, you know, that, that will... You know, that'll keep him going and keep the scoreboard, you know, reasonable for a while. But I think, yeah, I, I still think that Kilkenny will blow him away in the end. But I don't think it's going to be from yeah. the start, I think.
2: Well, I think if there's a full-back out there to go man-to-man with Colin yeah. Fenley, it's, it's what's his name, on Owen He's serious. He's a strong Donald. man. He's one of the best full-backs, actually, in the game. He, actually, I think he played corner at the weekend to man-mark somebody, but, or wing. I, I, I just think they're half... Backline for Dublin is very small. Yeah, very and small. Yeah. Chris Crummy was their main man he's in the half back line centre and they forward. Put him up centre forward. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And so. You you just wonder, are they going to get away without that Will someone like Sean Moore, who's very good in the area, has pace, has lots of hurling? Would he pick up T.J. Reid, and he can run around. So, if T.J. goes back into the half back line looking for ball, Sean Moore goes back there picks up. He's going to throw it over the bar because he has that attacking ability. Maybe that's something they could look at. Mm. But the side, the Kenny will pick a big forward line, no doubt about it. Walter will be in the half forward line. T.J. will be there. Colin Fenley. Blanchfield is big. Who, who else are you expecting to see in the forward line? Yeah, look, it's probably John the b- Donnelly is a strong, a strong yeah, John.
1: Ball. Donnelly names it from the club championship.
0: Well, I don't. I, the interesting there, because it's been so quiet, we don't. We haven't really heard who's going to be in the twenty six. Yeah. Um, like th- there was definitely some displays. Some of, uh, I think, Monlevat. I think I think it's John. I don't know his name. now, Conor Far from Monlevat looked very good. He's hurling underage for Kilkenny. I think he could be called in. But I think it won't be too different to what we've seen from last year. I think yeah. it'll be it'll be quite similar. John Donnelly had been very unlucky all last year and then hit farm in the. And, class, yeah. like, and I think this time of year will really suit him. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Interesting one will be kind of Conor Fogarty. I think he kind of hung in there last year, wing back. Like his kind of legs are kind of mm. gone, but ended up having a kind of reasonably good year. I don't know. Is this Richie Reid might get on? Richie Reed might get on. He mm-hmm. had an excellent year centre back for for Valley hasn't featured out the field really for Kenny. He's been typically in there as a sub goalie in years gone by. So. It, it could Would you look at
2: another wells Welsh, Killian Buckley, which you half half backline potentially, potentially,
0: potentially. Good. But Paddy Deegan will be in there somewhere. Paddy Deegan, yeah. if Paddy, if Paddy Deegan featured like. In the half back line for Larkins, but I think yeah. we'll see him go back into the full back line, corner, yeah, into the corner.
2: And you'll have who holding at full and at full. oh no, what's his name? Hugh Lawler at full. Hugh Lawler or full and Joy Hall in the corner or Fogarty, the, yeah. the lad from Aaron's own. I think he'll. I don't think he'll make it this year. I think.
0: And that who will be midfield? Richie Hogan get a start? Yeah, but that's that's the big one. Richie Hogan, obviously, you know, after last year was probably going to retire, so he's back. He's back in the mix, which is great to see. He's played midfield for <laughs> for four for the club, uh, and actually was hurled quite well there. So. You could see him feature there. It's good. Sheen, to will you get a run? I don't know. where Bill start? I don't know. I think he'll be. I think he'll be a. Any those. new
1: members from Dixborough get a? Call um,
0: we had Tom Kenny on the panel. Um, I don't think he will start, but could be on the twenty-six. But I think <coughs> it'll probably be Bill and Killeen are the ones who are gonna, gonna yeah. feature the most. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, look, looking forward to that. Is on. Strangely enough, at the same time, just a slightly, I think, fifteen minutes later than Cork Waterford. Don't really get that. Why? Yeah, that's weird, isn't it Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know why you'd, we'd have hurling matches. Yeah, when there's only like not that like, you know ten teams in total in the Liam McCarthy. Um, it's on GA Go for in Ireland and in Australia. So <laughs> five euros in Ireland, ten dollars here in Australia. Um, when we thought all the games were going to be televised like Sky and fairness, are putting on on their free to air channel. It's not under under Sky Sports. Channel, but interestingly, yeah, uh, Kilkenny, Kilkenny Dublin, you have to fork out for. So, I, I Kenny b- won't like that? now I tell you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd happily pay the ten dollars <laughs> as well. I send John my login <laughs> after if you want to tune in and watch it. But yeah, so
2: typically, Kilkenny for me, Sean Higgins. I presume you're going the same.
1: Yeah, Kilkenny by about eight points in the end. that's a okay.
2: I'm going to go Kilkenny, but in a tight one. I think, I think Dublin will put it up to him because I think they 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 have a point to prove, especially after getting out of Leinster last year, being very competitive and getting embarrassed in their language by Leish and I think they they have a game in them and this might be it. Yeah, excellent excellent stuff. Um look
0: obviously the pick at Leinster this weekend is definitely, you know, Galway and Wexford. It's one similar to kind of Tipperary, Galway no one is kind of talking about um def- I suppose they have really flattered to deceive since when Dollar back in uh 2017 we actually, you know, 2018 they probably could have gone back to back, but I think it was it was a, a limerick undone on that. In the thing. final, yeah. yeah, 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 Joel yeah. Canning had the yeah, three to level r- it, r- r- it yeah, <laughs> I went, yeah. So I think Galway are kind of a dark horse for this championship in, in general. Uh, I think there's been not much said about them. Big, strong, physical team. We're going to get into the latter stages of winter. I think Wexford, obviously, year, it was a year, th- were year three, of Davy. Yeah, year three, of Davy. He's four not four, maybe even four. Even it was the year he wasn't meant to be there. He was giving it all away. He's back for more <sighs> money. Um, <laughs> but I, I think Galway this weekend are going to be gunning for for, for Wexford um, Wexford probably have a lot of sessions together a lot done but I think the strength of the Galway Club Championship is probably that bit stronger than Wexford I would say and I think we're going
2: to see a very very hotly contested game yeah. I think every county who was left in the Liam McCarthy last year was delighted that Galway got picked by Dublin because Galway were getting Joe Canning back they were just getting their their feet together they were there were injuries were coming right from and I think they were very tired looking in 2018 when Limerick eventually beat them and Clare should have beaten them in the semi-final and I think you could be right now Dahi Burke and David Burke are apparently injury worries for Galway which are two huge players like full back and Ooh. midfielder very influential the the talk is neither of them are going to start um they do have a lot of players in the round. They've got the other Burke lad who played full-back for Thomas'. Fintenbork. Yeah. excellent. He's going to be wing-back, I believe. Gerald McInerney's going to go back into full-back. They've Shane Cooney from Thomas' at centre-back and Mannion as the other wing-back. So they have a strong back line in the corners. Are they going to be a bit suspect? I don't know. And then they've always had forwards. Joel plays centre-forward and they'll have however many around them. Mannion, they'll have Whelan, they'll have Flynn, they'll have Cooney. I, I, I fancy Wexford in this one. I think... They've no superstar Wexford. Lee Chin is obviously the, the the advertising superstar, right? Because he's got the looks and he's got the physique. But he They they just they'll be so drilled on the plan and they'll be so fit and I think Galway will be coming into this a bit undercooked, and I think the the long back door route will actually suit Galway. They'll allow him to clear up a few injuries, get a game or two under their belt. Wexford will be looking to go Route One and retain their Leinster title. So I would fancy Wexford Four to five to six points, like a little bit of comfort at the end with the fitness telling. I think I don't think Galway have been together that long, and I think while it's a very good club championship, it was a taxing one on a lot of their players.
1: Yeah, it's 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 Shane O'Neill's first year, I believe, with Galway. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they've had they do their championship, (coughs) their championship club championship is appear to be much better than Wexford club hurling championship. Um, But like you talk about Liam Sheedy, you know getting a team up for one game I mean Davy's probably been rearing up for this for the last oh, two months I'd say, since the Wexford championship <laughs> finished up so like he'll have them primed and ready aside from the aesthetics of Lee Chin I think I agree with Giggles I think <laughs> that um, they'll have a much more I guess cohesiveness going into this Galway probably won't have had that work done I still think yeah, Galway will, will come around the back side of it again I think they're my third seed I guess in terms of Winning in All Ireland behind Kilkenny and Limerick, and I think they'll come strong in the end because they have that player. I'm not sure about uh, McInerney being a full-back. No, I wouldn't be worried. Um, ma- I would be worried about that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I go with, along with Giggles. I'd say I'd say Wexford by three or four points as well.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Galway in on this one. I think it's going to be Galway by three points. I actually think that Galway forward unit on paper is as strong as any six forwards when they yeah. click. They, like, they actually have a phenomenal talent. Always they, have been, though. Uh, always have been. And, the, and it was the year, the one that I learned, interesting enough, was the year the six forwards clicked, all yeah. of them. And uh, any one of them could stand up and score four, five, six points of play. So uh, I actually think Galway are going to give Wexford a bit of a shock on, on Saturday and going to come out on top.
2: In- interestingly, though, out of that six forwards, right, and, and I believe in 2017 they were phenomenal, Joe Canning has had a few injuries while he's still creating quality. Joe Cooney spent a year and a b- year and a bit out here, and he's gone back and he's over and back. So you know he was a, a major ball winner for them. Carl Mannion, who was a class act, he's out of midfield now. Connor Cooney struggled with farm at Intercounty and they haven't found anyone new to go in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, while I agree on paper, right, and you write the names down and you see, it, I, I think in farm wise over the last two to three years, they haven't been, and that's why I think everyone was delighted they got knocked out. I think they were getting a bit of momentum last year. Michael Dunne, who going is was a disaster for them. Like I, I don't know yeah. what Shane O'Neill is like. C- won't comment on him. He's, he's going to prove himself or not prove himself this year. He's obviously got great credentials with the piercing. But Michael Dunne is a phenomenal manager. He was
1: a phenomenal yeah, Played very well for us too, didn't he? When he was out here, <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: uh, We had an call Neil Mannion, playing for us. Very skillful hurler actually, and uh, and from Galway, and from Galway. But we kept calling him no, <laughs> Kyle. Like I, I did I did When I was, was when there. I was
1: coaching you for the sevens, I kept calling him Carl Mannion. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Johnny would be great With the names <laughs> um, Yeah but look That one is on After the Kenny match I'm
2: not sure Is that six one 6 o'clock or something So that yeah, could six be o'clock. Up at 5 to watch it oh, I'm not getting up
0: At 5 to watch that It's on 6.15 So 5.15 And that's on RT Sport. So there you go yeah, Giggles interested if you get up for that one. She's you'll be no good on the bike for the cycle. Are you serious, Giggles?
1: Are you going to do that?
2: I don't know. I'll cock him on for like. <laughs> <Cock-com laughs> we'll i for the county I'll game for out. fifteen.
1: Feet. I'll be going back to bed after that one. You won't go
2: back to bed after a mart for again. That's the problem. Your heart will be racing. It'll be. You'll, you'll flow on, in on to the next one. You yeah, just you will to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like hit yeah. the
1: porridge and after that as well.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, look, an absolute brilliant weekend to hurling ahead. Like no matter what, we were worried last weekend was the thing going to go ahead you still have things in your head, should not be going ahead. Selfishly, as uh, supporters out here in Australia, you know, this time of year, it's cricket season typically, the footy just finished up last weekend. Yeah, never we never mentioned that never last weekend. Mentioned Mark that
1: O'Connor we, and Zach Toohey.
0: Yeah, Geelong unfortunately lost to yeah. R- Richmond Tigers, who kind of got the two in a row, in a, an absolutely brilliant game of, of Australian Rose football, and the two Irish boys probably didn't have the influence on the game that they had in previous games. Zach in particular was, was, a, was a bit on the quiet side. Um, but yeah, normally we're into a bit of a kind of a lull here sport wise. Cricket isn't wouldn't be my number one sport and I don't think the boys watch too much of it either. No. But to ha- to have the hurling of football between now and Christmas
2: is phenomenal.
0: It's brilliant. It's brilliant,
2: brilliant yeah. So you know But you know do you know what, Lee, there was there was a point Dan made last week about getting out of the house Because he's involved with the camogie, And You could actually see him on the line, he was going nuts. Well Waterford <laughs> playing Limerick and they beat him at the weekend. Every inter-county player now at the moment actually has a free pass. Like, we were looking for the permits that Shawnee had, you know, where he could go wherever he wanted because he was an essential worker when we were in lockdown. The inter-county players essentially have a permit to go out, and let's say you're living in Kilkenny and you live in Thomastown, you've got a permit to go into the city, which you wouldn't be able to do, train, potentially get a bit of food into your into yourself around with, with the lads, whatever way they're working it. So I would imagine... Ev- like. There was, there was the media side of it and there was the na- anti-GA going ahead people, right? And they were looking, whatever angle they were looking from. But I would say every GA player now that they're about six or eight days into this lockdown are so thankful for the fact that they're not locked down and they get to go and travel. And yeah. I know, I think there's been a Tyrone positive case which is unfortunate. But, they're going to be in a bit of a bubble and they're going to be conscious of themselves and, th- and they're going to be probably the most conscious people who are out and about in the lockdown in Ireland. I don't think they're out and about. Bar hurling, probably. Th- yeah. That's what I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. They, they they're, 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 they're probably feel very, very lucky to be able to play this as well as everybody who's a GAA fan feels very, very lucky to be able to watch it. I would see no way in the world will the GA season be cancelled from now. Not, no, no, Not a notion of it. I don't think
0: so. And cases-wise, you know, we've seen it kind of hover back down to a 700 it's not gone to 2000 or nothing like that so it is yeah. that it's not it's it's probably peaked we're probably going to see it up around between the 700 and a thousand for the next couple of weeks and then hopefully then it'll start r- reducing over time but yeah I think th- the risk isn't going to increase the risk is what it is and the risk contracting it on the field playing we know is very low to sit se- the settings involved you talk about what the s- what the setup is with training and stuff I know the any setup is the boys arrive from training on in cars on their own unless they're in the same household the one-way system in. You start training. There's no group huddles. There's no one-on-one chats. You do your session after the game. After training, all the gear goes into wash bags. You, you don't bring your gear home. You're given a takeaway dinner. and off you yeah. go and you have your
1: dinner home. I think. I think once. Yeah. I think. I think once they're doing that and they're they're you know uh, taking cautions and 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 practicing all the measures that they need yeah. to do. You know as as like. Like there are people in society you now who are nearly an essential service for for the Irish community because to watch this, like at 100%. home, I mean, and I know, like people at home probably think, Jesus, why, how come they get to, you know, they get to play, you know, their sport, like, and you know, sure, what's what's the difference between them, you know, walking down the street walking down the street, or them hopping up against each other, you know, they could be, you know, passing cover to each other, you know, That that's the way people are thinking, but I think. I think once they're practicing that, you know, they've got the set testing if the th- yeah. a case does arise, you know, and and they are practicing all those. You don't th- run up with symptoms those. like
0: yeah. DJ DJ Carey's injured. they have had a couple. You ring the doctor, say I have a sniff, sort of. You don't come to in yeah. yeah, And then exactly. you get a t- and you get a test. So
1: what th- what I'm afraid of is like the likes of and giggles talked about it. Go I don't mean to say just Kilkenny because it'll be every county panel, but like. And you imagine you're trying to get into the Kilkenny team to get an All Ireland medal like this year, and you know, you're, say, Richie Reid or something like that, like, and you do have the sniffles or, you know, a bit of a cold, and you really want it, like, you've. You're working for this all your life to get on the team. Of course, team. yeah. You know, I just hope somebody doesn't do that. Like. No,
0: and I don't think it will be caught based on how much they've been drilled. Mm. If you do that, it, they're gone. The team is gone.
1: The, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You, you wipe know, out the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing yeah, is
0: yeah, gone. Yeah. So I actually think people are, you know, been pretty accountable there. You hope everyone does the right thing. the issue is if you're asymptomatic, which can happen, but given what Giggle said, they're minding themselves probably more than anyone. They're not going yeah. out for takeaway food at the weekend, or they're not catching up with other people they in the back. <laughs> Oh, there shouldn't be any, but I the think. Im- yeah. quick,
2: quick one, actually. Just shiny touched on it there. The influence of DJ Carey on the Kilkenny team. Yeah, look. Look. Any what's what's the thoughts in the county about that? Because like he's obviously one of the best of all time. Yeah,
0: look. DJ as a manager is is interesting. one obviously he's been involved with Carlo It and the Fitzgibbon and did really good things there. So you know he's probably a, a, when you retire first, he's not a guy you would have identified that would have been a good Management. coach yeah. or a manager. Well, seeing what he's kind of done there, he actually has kind of a grow or passion for it. Brian Cody obviously is the number one yeah. in vice, but number two is probably James McGarry, and now you have DJ and Goethe, otherwise known as Martin Comfort, are the other two selectors this year. Oh, I think. Um, so I think DJ is actually going to be a positive influence, especially in the forward line. Um, and I think Brian Cody... Has shown that he wanted to mix it up, which is a good thing.
1: He looks like he's got a softer, more of a softer approach than Brian Cody. And he had a more personable approach. With yeah, he would. Yeah, he so. would definitely. Yeah. He's, he's not, not standoffish he like you know the dictator Cody like. No, no, dictator. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> he's a
0: hundred percent standoffish. There's no point in saying otherwise. He is hundred percent standoffish. Standoffish, but um, yeah. Look, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be. Ho- hopefully, we get out four games. We should get at least two two good games, and we'll be watching. Two hundred eighty minutes of hurling over the over the weekend. So looking forward to that. Interestingly,
2: the last time I have, I think it was back in two thousand and eight, the GA introduced quarter finals. Eight teams, like as in like whatever way the structure was. but I remember the weekend in Dublin, and there was two on a Saturday, two on a Sunday, and I was living an And oh lord, you had every single one of your mates who was down in the country up, the barge in uh, down there yeah. on the canal was absolutely rocking, as was Coppers and Flannerys, and. Yeah, th- unfortunately it's not going to have the same fanfare this time but you no. said it earlier you couldn't remember that was the only other weekend where I remember there was the 8 Liam McCarthy teams all taking part and they were all in Crow Park that weekend it was actually the weekend Watford and Cork drew ok there you go and um, the one where Owen McGraw went for the goal no, no, 60 no no uh,
1: 2007 7,
0: seven yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so look yeah it's going to be great it's going to be hard. I won't lie to you Try and fit them all in at the weekend, not watching them live. You know, poor Liam again. Um, <laughs> but like trying to get them in without knowing the results is going to be a challenge. But we're going It'll to be too easy for that, Liam. I'm going yeah. to do my best. No, no, I'll be making time. Although no, the weather's going to be great here at the weekend. And we're out of lockdown here in Melbourne, just to let everyone know. in week
1: oh, cycling on Sunday morning. Yeah. In uh, Cycling Club. In
0: AGA Cycling Club. So, look, look. thanks so much uh, for tuning in, everyone. Uh, what's Seanie? Oh, yeah. We also very special gift in the post this week we haven't got a photo of him yet but Brian Vaughan from Sydney sent three St. Pat's uh, Sevens jerseys on unreal jerseys gorgeous O'Neill's jerseys gorgeous O'Neill's jerseys are you know, a great sponsor and they look really good I sent on myself and Johnny Large in a size 13-14 to 14 for giggles so <laughs> um, Brian thanks so much and fingers crossed we will see you in, if, in a couple of months for the 7th yeah thanks Brian and we'll get you on again as Liam's well Liam's adopted Sydney club my adopted Sydney club my, yeah my favorite St. same-pass club <laughs> up in Sydney but uh, look big thanks to Shawnee big thanks to Giggle um, Giggles cycled over on the bike like myself Shawnee drove in the big SUV he's not a great man for the bike um, <laughs> the bike's in the workshop bike's in the workshop yeah but thanks so much to O'Neills at O'Neill Sportsway you Facebook and Instagram get on to us on at GA on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and we'll be back with you soon next week take care everyone good luck good luck, good luck.